Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. Hello, welcome back to the Wrestling Purists Podcast. My name is Ryan, alongside Jeff, and this is another retro review. We're talking TNA in 2010, which can only mean one thing. Uh, Travis Laster's here. Mr. Pew Pew is back. Dang right. Uh, the guy that is super disappointed in COD for saying Goldberg had a great match at WrestleMania. I, I still stand by Goldberg sucks. I was at that WrestleMania. Fuck Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it's a drop in the bucket, okay? Compared to every other shitty Goldberg match that he's had since 2017, this is not this is probably his best match. And that's still not saying much. Well, again, it's being the I mean, nicest guy in prison, but sure. I mean, Seen one Goldberg match, you've seen them all. I guess I get, I get to say I saw Goldberg lose his last world title, though. So, whatever. I, I mean, as stacked as that card was with all the talent on there, I came away as that's my only WrestleMania I've been to, and I will hold it as a place in my heart. But I was not a fan, a little disappointed with it when I walked out of the uh, Camping World Stadium that night. Mm. Yeah, wasn't a great show, but you know what was a great show? Impact Wrestling Rebellion from last night. Did anybody watch it, or was it just me? I uh, kept up with it online, but I did not watch it. Hey Jeff, did hey Jeff, did you watch it? Uh, no. Uh, see, I was something came up. I just you know, I just oh, something to... came up like your new jeez. Oh, <laughs> Predictions champion. Ah, feels good to be back on top. Because he's following Meltzer's newsletter like crazy. He's trying to keep up with it. <laughs> and he's paying. A loyal, a loyal follower to Sean to Sean Rossack as well. It's the best five bucks in the biz, guys. Yeah. Um, yes, if you didn't catch it on Twitter overnight, um, Impact Wrestling Rebellion was last night. The show was what I would say above average. I wouldn't say great. I would say it was very good. Um, but with a score of seven to five, uh, I have reclaimed the championship. Um, Jeff's Achilles heel will and always will forever be anything TNA or Impact Wrestling. So cheap victory, yes. Victory nonetheless, yes. I mean, I, I thought uh, he would have pulled it out on that one, to be honest. I mean, 
the the weird thing about all this is like the one time that I actually took time to watch DNA. <laughs> no, no, seriously, like it 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 was like Global Force Wrestling, and I was like, okay, all right, this is really cool, and then it lasted like two weeks, and then it was over with. Like, and that was yeah. it. damn anthem and their stupid bird on the logo. That was the end. Oh, was that Force. when? Uh, yeah, that was that was definitely uh, Bruce Pritchard as like the on-screen like yep. president or whatever, right? Yeah, that's when they had that stupid owl or whatever, kind of look like try to look like the Twitter bird. To be honest, on their logo, and it was fucking god awful. Mm. That was right after Global Force, right when uh, it all went down the drain because Cody was the next gen. Uh, oh yeah, G, G, uh, GFW champ or something. Oh yeah. Um, real quick, just big things that happened from last night. Um, we got to see the in-ring re- return of 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 the director of authority current currently that be Santino Morella. Um, him, Joe Hendry, and Dirty Dango went over the design. Um, which I didn't know was a four-on-three handicap match until they were walking to the ring, um, which all in the world screamed that Sammy Callahan was turning, which is fantastic because he he, he's not a lackey uh, because he is the draw. Um, he is, damn it. He is. Um, best part, one of the best parts of the night, um, PCO defeated Eddie Edwards, um, put his put his stupid ass in a casket. Um, Jeff, how can, can you explain the heat uh, from the New Japan show that came on to Eddie Edwards? Um, again, I'm going to get a lot of heat and this, that, and other. I got it, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Eddie Edwards looked like shit. Yes. <laughs> like, Travis, like, I'm not jo- like, I honest to God, I'm really not joking. Again, I've been watching Eddie Edwards his whole career um a fan of the wolves a fan of all that stuff and again like listen there's nothing wrong like people get older they get out of shape i i got it um but looking at him on tv doesn't do any justice i mean he is just he just looks like eddie edwards like evil twin brother or something it, it's just it's insane it's and the, it's, it, it's, it's the mohawk sad. man it's the mohawk it's so cool I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is. I just know <laughs> it was just wild. It was absolutely wild. Oh, man, I um, I'll be honest with you. Ever since he's been doing this gimmick where he's wearing the t-shirt and all that stuff, it has not been the Eddie Edwards I remember and want to remember. Um, I choose to remember him from the Wolves and ROH, not this. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer it. knockoff. Eddie Edwards. That's that's exactly what I said. I said, when did he become, you know, Edward Dreamer? Or, you know, like, when did that happen? Well, he's got the same hairdo, except his is braided down the, parted down the middle, and then he has the little man bun ponytails off the back. He's very much Dreamer-esque. And the weird thing is, is, like, he actually, like, he actually can still wrestle. Like, (laughs) he was still really good in the ring. I was like, well, that's, uh, not odd, but it's it just—it's just—it was just weird. It was just weird. It's just not the Eddie Edwards you remember and 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 cherish and love. Yeah, that's that's for damn sure. Last right match, though, man. Come on, best match TNA has ever had. Um, I will I, I will say this: uh, this was at least more entertaining than the Sting Abyss match. And holy God in heaven, 
I was expecting the worst, so this match was actually not terrible. We, we can um, save we can save the sting talk to the main event. There you go, Attaboy. boy, <laughs> Um Trey Miguel retained the exhibition title over Gresham and Speedball. It was entertaining. Uh, Team Dreamer won the ten wrestler hardcore war. That was a circle jerk. Um, so this is this this pay per view was historic. I think I think for many reasons. Um, both the Impact World Title and the Knockouts World Title were both vacated. Um, both actually due to due to injury, not at not actual storyline or you know shenanigans. Um, Josh Alexander, and Mickey James, both legitimately injured. Um, but we do have uh, the new power couple of 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 Impact Wrestling. Uh, Steve Macklin going over Kushida um, in a really good match. Um, Steve, people can say whatever they want about Steve Macklin. Um, character work is okay, but I think his promo skills are good, and he can actually back it up in the ring. So um, this was going to happen either way, whether it was Josh Alexander, whether it was Kushida. So you're saying he's better than Gunner? Jackson Riker? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> His oh, and look, um, comment and then and in commentary as soon as he wins, for, forgotten no more. Oh <laughs> fuck off! Oh, there we go. All right, Tom Phillips, calm down. It's fine. Uh, um. Um, commentary was on point all night. I actually do like the pairing of him and um, the maestro over there. Fuck, why am I, I blanking? I don't mind their commentary team. I mean, I've no, watched good. some of their, like, I'll let the Impact channel play sometimes during the day, and it'll play like the latest Impact or whatever. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind their commentary team. It's better than fucking AEW all day long. So. Eight in, eight in English. There we go. Sorry. Eight in English, yeah. Um, but yeah. So Macklin wins the title. Has Scott Demore come out and give it to him? But Macklin hits him with the title. Um, by the way, Nick Aldis is now all all impact. Uh, um, which is fantastic. Nonstop impact. Yeah, baby. Um which is great because it looks like he's going to be one of the next in line for a title shot. Which good because if you're going to come in, if you're going to come back to Impact and you're going to make that kind of statement, you better be a main eventer. Oh man, and and Nick Aldis is definitely going to level up Impact some. I mean, I know people shit on the so. shit on the NWA, but when he was the world champion of the NWA, I felt like it meant something now i feel like it's more of a joke the only reason it's on tyrus is because he's got a fucking fox news show that i will probably never watch in my life but, uh, but all oh, the heat on. is just is just political he hold on he he has a fox news show yeah, oh, he's, yeah. On, he's on fox news that's the reason he's like got the fucking belt doing what he's like a political commentator for one of like for gut guther gutledge i don't know i don't fucking watch it i don't know i have to look it up now but he's, he's but that's why he was in the Super Bowl commercial with the NWA title this year because they were yeah, both Fox, they were phoning Fox News for his uh Guthridge and friends or some shit Gutfield I don't know wow. but yeah uh, I didn't know that yeah he's a he's a Fox News contributor um joined the network in 2016 and regularly contributes to um wow. Fox News' late night program Gutfield 
There it is. He also got accused for like Fox News, but got accused for sexually harassing one of the Fox News people too, and never got in trouble for it. Of course not. So, so okay, so I did see that. And I was thinking, like, what? Like, I, I thought that whole thing was like a worker. Like, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Fox News. Like, yep. it, I, it just like, you know. I mean, I guess you guys found out. Obviously, you knew before I did. But like I said, when I, I was like, what? These two things are together. Like, what? Yeah, it's not a good thing. <laughs> no, oh, no, not at all. No. Um. So it looks like we have Macklin and Nick Aldis at some point down down the line. Uh, quick, but then quick, our main event, go ahead. Quick Tyrus note, if you ever go see him at the NWA show, just yell that he has a dick on his back. He really likes that. Because he has that spine <laughs> thing, like for the Funkasaurus. And it yeah. like a it's just me, Brandon, and Eddie, when we went to uh, Always Ready, just keep yelling, you have a dick on your back. And him and his manager, the little short guy that I kept calling uh, uh, fucking Webster and stuff and uh, <laughs> everything. And I kept asking what's what's uh, – What's the other guy, Gary? Oh, I called him Gary Coleman. That was the other one. I kept, got a Gary Coleman chance started for him. But uh, yeah, he they, they did not like me yelling. He had a dick on his back. So please oh, do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sexual harassment allegation. Yeah, right here. Uh, Britt Brit McHenry. Yep. That's it. Okay. They're covering it up. It's Fox News. Yeah, they did. Cover it up, son. Um, in July 2021, she voluntarily dismissed the lawsuit and left the network as part of the legal settlement. Well, they paid her oh, ass up. Paid, paid her, her ass yeah. yeah, paid her a good one. Um, main event time, though, um, we got Deanna Peraza and Jordan Grace. Um, the Virtuosa is back where she rightfully belongs. Um, she is our new Impact Knockouts World Champion. Thank God. Here, here's a quick question though: If Mickey James would have been healthy, would she have won? Yes, probably. Yeah. Um, Mickey's last rodeo would have been over just yet. So that's my thing because they've made no mention of that since she's won the title. Yeah. Like she won the title, and then it was just like, "Oh, I'm defending my title now." Ooh, ah. So. Mm-hmm. Like they make no mention of the last rodeo anymore, but the promo she cut when she vacated the title was really weird. It was very retirement esque. I think she'll have at least one more match, and then that'll probably be the end of it. I think Deanna oh. would have been the one to have put her down. If you, yeah, but, that's oh, what yeah. I was thinking if you're gonna do yeah. that. I think I think so as well. Um, but later come to find out Jordan Grace has been a free agent since March. Uh, pretty much working per 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 appearance and per event. Um, so who knows where she's gonna be? I mean, yeah. she's like uh, um, she's like John Moxley. She's doing a, she's doing Tony a favor. <laughs> oh yeah, just bend, just bending over backwards. I could have took the title somewhere else. I mean, I could have done that. Yeah, could have walked out on something with it. Wow. I, I didn't. I was busy wrestling uh, somebody on half cut. Beer cans. It's fucking sweet. <laughs> fucking Desperado in Nashville. Desperado, and yeah. Fucking, <laughs> fucking badass match, man. It was fucking dope. <laughs> I fucking hate him so much. Guess what? Me he too. bled in that I fucking match. And you can find stand. that at Bleeding John. Yeah. At Bleeding John. That's right. That's you're gonna, right. You're going to do something to do it right by God. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Bret Hart hates him, so I'm I'm on board. Uh, me too. <laughs> we we uh, uh somebody said that in our text queue, and I was like, listen, like don't get me wrong, Bret Hart can be Bret Hart, yes, but look at everything he said. Did he tell a lie in anything he said? Nope. He did not. Not not one solitary iota did he tell a lie. He said the well, same thing about WWE with people waiting, you know, catch twenty people to catch people and everything. So I mean, he he didn't tell a lie. No. But speaking of people that Bret Hart hates, we're talking about Lockdown 2010 today. Uh, main event being Team Hogan versus Team Flair. So he hates Hogan, he hates Flair, he hates Bischoff. <laughs> Can we just keep going? All for great reasons. Terry Brothers bringing change. Change. Yep, Did so you- they've been promoting this fucking show for two and a half months. The road to lockdown begins in January. <laughs> it begin it begins before Genesis happens. And then they didn't even talk about it the last two pay-per-views to the very end. Up. I gotta start looking up fucking buy rates for these fucking shows. We not do it for good. WWE all the time. Not good. Uh, <laughs> pretty pretty sure guess. that's it's gonna be the the uh, uh, I just it, so this is the buy rate for the for lockdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's take oh. a look here. I use OSW review, so uh big shout out to them, I guess. Um, so let's see here. So we're looking at pay-per-view buys. We'll look at worldwide, okay, because I don't think there was a live gate for this show. No, there is St. Louis though. So they they hopefully they would have had some kind of gate. Um, so this is about fifteen thousand. Buys. That's it. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah. I mean, Terry was bringing them in, brother. Bringing them in. Um, I can tell you that there were over three thousand in attendance. That's pretty good. I mean, that's moda. I mean, that's pretty good for TNA at the time. But you got to look with the star power they had, and that's all they could pull in. That's not good. So I want to look at lockdown from the year prior. Uh, Forty thousand pay pay per view buys. Uh, 4,500 in, in attendance. Um, also, oh, yeah, uh, 3,500 live um, in attendance via the live gate. So they lost 30,000 buys in a fucking year. Yeah. And, well, and here's the funny thing let's look at last year's show. Um, it was main evented by um, Mick Foley versus Sting. Oh, God. How'd that get 30,000 buys? Well, well, that had 40,000. Or 40. Um, so this was Suicide versus Consequences Creed, Kiyoshi, Jay Lethal, Sheik Abdul Bashir, ODB versus Daphne, Madison Rain, and Sojo Bolt. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus LAX versus No Limit. Um, that would be uh, the team of the Tokyo Pimp. And uh, and uh, Tetsuya Naito. Oh, that, that's where your 40,000 bots came from. <laughs> um, Matt Morgan versus Abyss in a Doomsday Chamber of Blood match. No, that's it. All right, there's oh, the money. Man. What of what of what? <laughs> <laughs> a Doomsday Chamber of Blood. Are they first? Is it, is it like double dare? The first one to get slimed or blooded loses, or this is. 
<laughs> Give him a bloodbath. This is like spin the wheel, make the deal type of like stipulation. I just don't know what it is. And I don't, I don't remember either. It wasn't good know. if we don't remember it. That's no. Ugh. Angelina Love versus Awesome Kong versus Taylor Wilde. Uh, Team 3D versus Beer Money. Beer. Uh, the lethal lockdown match was Team Jarrett's AJ Styles, Daniels, Jarrett, and Joe versus Team Angle. That was Booker T, Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, Scott Steiner. And your main event was Mick Foley and Sting. Mm. Mick Foley and Sting was the second longest match on the card. Mm. I still would have probably rather watch that than this. Not even going to lie. So that was at the LaCouris Center. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, in Philadelphia. So Philly might have had a reason for it to have the uh, ticket sales that it did. Uh, but this was at the Family Arena, the one this year, in St. Charles, Missouri. You know, Missouri, the home of professional wrestling. St. Louis, <laughs> man. Wrestling at the Chase. St. Louis. <laughs> God. Um, so now I got to play a little bit of catch up here because uh, we haven't talked about the pay-per-view buys coming in into this show. Um, so they've been pretty much about the same. Um, anywhere from thirteen to 15,000. Oh, wait. Wait till we get to next month's sacrifice. It's probably going to be like below 10. It's the lowest need to be of sacrificed. the year. <laughs> it's the lowest of the year. No, nah, man, we got to get to that uh, Kevin, Nat, the Outsiders versus Team 3D match where you can get sacrificed tonight. Yeah. So they, so TNA steadily had above 15,000 pay uh, per view buys throughout their entire existence. You know, even when they started doing the monthly shows in late 2004, uh, they, the, the lowest they got was 15,000. Uh, but once 2006 hit, they were consistently doing um, over 25,000. Uh, I think the highest I'm seeing on here is 60,000. I'm creeping up on you, Tony Khan, brother. Um, so, yeah, it would be 60,000, which would be Genesis 2006. Now I need to know. I need to know what the show is. That's Joe Angle, right? It is. You're yeah. goddamn right. It is Joe um, Angle one. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Abyss versus Sting. Uh, uh, Christian Cage versus AJ Styles. Chris Daniels versus Chris Sabin. Um, LAX versus AMW. Um. Yeah, that looked like a solid show, but that has the most pay-per-view buys in company history. Good for them. That was on the yeah. back on the back of hot shot and an angle that should have took at least six months to get to the match. Oh, you're goddamn right. So we look towards when Hulk Hogan was announced um to be coming to TV, which was before TNA final resolution in December of two thousand and nine. Um seventy five hundred pay-per-view buys. Wow. Brother, something something's going on. Brother, brother. Brother, brother. So, in the TNA timeline, where are we currently at? Well, two and a half months of build, so we have the Lethal Lockdown match. 
Um, the Pope is um, quote-unquote cashing in the opportunity that he had won at Against All Odds in the A-Card Stud Tournament. He will be cashing that in for a title shot tonight. Pope um, be him. Pope be uh, We have uh, Kurt Angle, Mr. Anderson, which is arguably the best feud that TNA has at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but missing it? No. Uh, oh, the band. That's right. The band. Versus Team uh, 3D, brother. Yeah. So we kick the show off. Huh, and you know, we get a video package. Video package I thought I thought was all right. And I just them yelling no fear though over and over and over again was no fear. You have to fear the cage. After Angle <laughs> just said he was scared of the cage in the promo, they yeah. keep playing it. And they're like, I, I have no fear, no fear, no yeah. fear. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is so stupid. Credit to him, though. It looked good. Then later he's like, I don't like being in a cage. No, yeah. I don't like I, no, I don't like wrestling in a cage. I don't like being in a cage, period. Well, if you weren't wrestling in it, what the fuck else would you be doing in a cage? <laughs> and then he, then right. he's like, I'm glad I have Anderson in the cage. He can't get away. So which one is it? Like... Yeah, fucking TNA editing. Yeah, there were no no WWE production team. Let's just say that. Yep. Uh, so right out of the gate, we get two uh, major announcements for the card. Um, we will start, I guess, with um, X Division Champion Douglas Williams, um, unable to get to St. Louis because of. Because of flight issues, so this is stemming from the the Iceland volcanic eruption that happened. Uh, so did not happen. Couldn't get there. Uh, so he stripped of the title. Well, that's kind of why couldn't they just make like a number one contenders match or something? I, I don't see that's not a fault of his own. Like, I mean, he can't exactly. help a fucking volcano blew up. I mean, that's the thing that caused half the raw roster not to show up. And Triple H and CM Punk have to cut that promo and stuff about like wrestling the broom and all this other. Oh yeah. God, it's so that was that is not his fault. Like I hated that that they stripped him of yeah. the belt. It's dumb. Um, so they changed that match and then they announced that, um, six Pac no showed the event, which is not really what happened. Exactly. They put it and Taz is putting this over like, Oh, well, you know, six Pac do a six Pac things way to bury the talent. Okay. Well, I don't, well, I don't know if, if, you know, that's coming off of the script that they have. Or if Taz is just trying to ad lib here because there's nothing to go off of, but saying the six Pac, not six, not six Pac, and they're your tag champs. Uh, man, I doesn't mean, matter. I, I guess you can't really come out and tell him that he's got hepatitis C, though. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, but you could have said, "Oh, is unable to compete due to you know like injury, injury yeah. or something." Like yeah. you don't have to be like, "Oh, well, he no shows the event." Like, 
okay, so what happens next? <laughs> like, like what happens when like he's healthy, man? You need to interject the uh, the uh, the uh, promo of Gorilla Monsoon saying he's got to put up a performance bond so that he can uh, <laughs> show up at the next show like he did the Warrior that time. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, spoiler alert. Uh, two weeks after this show on that episode, so the April twenty sixth episode of Impact, um, he got written off a of TV. Okay. Um. So it's backstage, and they find Six Pac laying in a pool of his own blood. So I know that's prop blood, okay? But do you think that somebody who's just been diagnosed with hep C, do you really think that's the best idea? No. This is also Eric Bischoff, who thought Scott Hall being drunk on TV was a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how he is all the time. Ratings. Which were non-existent. Also, on that on that same episode, um, Eric Young replaces him in the band. After he just, yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to it here in a little bit, but um, so it's already a fucking d- disaster. Um, so we get to our first match, and it's RVD versus James Storm, and last week. Jeff and I, we got off. I can't remember if it was on air or off air. We were looking at this card, and I'm like, why do they have RVD and James Storm double dipping? And as soon as this show started, I'm like, they have to do the advantage match to kick off the show? Why the fuck wasn't that on Impact, like, the week before? Why are we doing this? And then I'm pretty sure RVD gets accidentally busted open this match because he does not look happy. Mm -hmm. When he no, gets, and it's when he's bleeding. No, and you can tell it's like, yeah, it, hard. That was a hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every bit. He was he because I remember he touches it and he like looks legitimately pissed at Storm. Like, fuck, yeah, man. Like, yep. Yeah. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, oop, oopsies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought I thought this match was fine. I mean, nothing to, I think nothing to write home home about. This is the first time we've seen R- RVD, though. This is the first time we're getting to talk talk about him. You know, yay. That's true. I mean, he does all the RVD things. And yeah. I don't understand, though. It's a steel cage match, and they're outside wrestling around the fucking ring and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Like, I mean, this happens multiple times in this show, but it's supposed to be lockdown where you put people in the fucking cage. And you're continually having people wrestle outside the cage. Um, they did do a good job taking advantage of the blood in the match because there's spots where James Storm's like ripping at the cut and different things. So they did ad lib that in there pretty good. But I mean, it's a serviceable match. Like you said, nothing to write home about. You know, it's like six, seven minutes long. But I would have rather seen them do the advantage spot on like an impact leading into the pay per view and give maybe some of these other guys a little bit more time. I mean, that six minutes could have been divvied up between the X division matches. Um, but RVD doing RVD things, man. James Storm looking like a serviceable single star at this point, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I even think you could have done something like this on the pre-show as well. Um, but it didn't need to take up the first 10, 10 minutes in total 
on on your pay per view, which is probably going to run run over anyway. Um, yeah, and you can always tell when a pay per view in the Hogan era is about to run short on time because once that finish happens, you know you get the little uh, trade, you know you get the trademark image at the bottom. It's like, oh, that's all, that's all it's over now, and then like Mike Tanay turns into Excalibur real quick and like burns through everything to get him off the air on time turns into his best tony shivani from 98 we're just really oh. out of time see you on impact mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, but now travis is com- is completely right rvd doing the R- the rvd things that's that's the best way to put this because rvd doesn't come into this match and do anything different than he's ever done I mean, and uh, RVD was a good star for them to get at this point, but like they push him to the moon to begin with, and then later on down the line they just shit on him. Like that's the reason he said he would never go back to TNA. It's because like they literally made him the face of the company for a little bit, and then it's like, no, we're good. We're gonna make Jeff Hardy the face of the company. He's gonna do drugs. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, he's gonna do drugs that's... that won't eventually become legal, but he's gonna do drugs. Yeah. Yeah, he's and he's gonna make sure to do his uh, dance before he gets down to the ring, while his teammates are getting his ass kicked. Don't even, don't even get me started on Jeff Hardy returning to the AEW. Fucking stupid. <laughs> watching, I'm um, watching James Storm tune up the band here. By the way, not wrong. It's great. Um, RBD five star frog splash wins the match again. Ser- serviceable, yeah. Across the board, he wins the advantage, which is weird. The faces have the advantage in the main event, so yeah. Typically, you in like in the you know, war games because it's probably the closest, I think, comparison that we can make here. I mean, it's a far stretch, but as far as two teams facing off against each other in a steel structure where one team is having a wrestling match to determine advantage. Well, but it's all, it's always the heels though. I'll give it to this crowd though. They were into seeing RVD wrestle. Like they were all into the, the points him coming down. They were chanting the Rob Van Dams. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good way to start the show out with him. I would say. Yeah, I agree. What, what um, can anybody explain to me what uh, this bootleg RVD, um, Music, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck Joe. Oh, Joe. <laughs> I just tried to rip off WWE's music. That's all it was. <laughs> God, it was it was bad, man. Like I remember the music when I heard it. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Can we just not listen to his music anymore? Bad assassinator. Yeah, Jimmy Hart just trying to put all of his moves in a song. Him and Del Oliver, it's fine. Um, Lisa, Lisa, and then, then I hate that they like James Storm after the match just no sells everything. Just stands there grimaces like I'm so mad. I just got my ass beat, but it's cool. Now I'm mad on yeah. the ramp. Why? Why not? <sighs> Man, Christy Hemi is with the uh, leader of Team Hogan. That'd be Hulk Hogan. Um, talking about some setbacks that the team has suffered. Uh, he says they're going to enter lethal lockdown and tear the house down. Um, so if Team Flair wins, 
Hogan's packing his bags and leaving. Uh, so, look, look, we're four uh, months in and we're already having this type of stipulation added. We're and here's the grasping at straws. And here's the other thing. You didn't even announce this until one match into the pay-per-view. You're not getting any extra buys by saying if Hogan's team loses, he's gone from TNA. Like He just mentioned it right then because Christy Hemme's like, do you think that's necessary, Hulkster? Do you think that's necessary? He's like, yeah, if we can't get it done, I need to be gone. Like, what the fuck? At least say that on Impact and get some traffic into the show, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Still yeah, hanging well. Fucking banging with Christy Hemme in the back and making up <laughs> shit as you go. Well, I mean, we have the Abyssomaniacs ready to tear the house down. Okay, so we just got to have faith. I need that shit. That, that the ultimate power of the ring will course through the, the Abyss's veins and body, brother, dude. You know, just got to. I don't know what's going on here at Bischoff, brother. I don't know what's going on at Bischoff. We're just not on the same page, brother. Oh, God. Um, well, up next we have a... We have an escape match for the X Division title. It's a number one contenders match. We have Alex Shelley, Chris Saban... Uh, let's see here. Brian Kendrick and Homicide. At least it's not that dumbass red cage. Fuck that cage, dude. Yeah. No shit. No shit. I forgot how racist Mike Tanay sounds yelling gringo killer on a commentary. Just going to say that. <laughs> I think anybody yelling gringo killer, I mean. Probably not the best thing to say, but 2010 was a much different land landscape. So, yeah, very true. I I did not. I'm just joking. I I did not like this fucking match just because like why are the machine guns in a match where they're against each other for a shot at the exhibition title against fucking Homicide and Kendrick? Like I just felt like this match was definitely thrown together last minute for no reason. I do yeah, like this cage though. I do like this cage. Um, yeah, and so here's the other thing: Brian Kendrick is cut. I don't know how it happens, uh, but now this is two matches in a row where we are busted open. Yeah, um, and blood is flowing freely, brother. Yeah. Spoiler alert: the next match has blood too, so you have three matches with blood in them. Well, and just and like Saban is going to let Shelly go up the cage at one point in the match. Like, do you not want the X Division title? Do you want Shelly to have it? Because at this point, Shelly's not been X Division champ, right? He like Saban has been, I know, yeah, multiple mm -hmm. times. But like, I just didn't understand. I mean, I get what they're doing. They're trying to get another person in the match, take Douglas Williams' place. But did they really need to do that either? Like, I mean, this this is an escape match that lasts six minutes. Or something, I believe it is. And like, it just did not. I felt like it was just thrown together shit to be on the show, essentially. Cause yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm watching it right now and Kendrick's cut and he, he's even looking at it like, where the fuck did I just get cut at? <laughs> but uh, trying to see. Um, Alex Shelley does have 
um, a one-time X Division championship raid. Um, no. It's not current. I'm trying to, but you're fine. It's, I mean, it's it's gonna the match itself is good enough for what it is, I guess. I mean, but like, it's a bunch of it's very AEW style. There's no selling of anything. It's just spot, 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 spot. Um, and then it, they try to play on the dynamic of Kendrick and Homicide teaming up against Motor City, and then it, of course, turns on Kendrick, screws him over. So it's just it just was mishmash shit. At least Kendrick's getting a shot to wrestle though. He's sticking around, unlike uh, Val Venus did. <laughs> oh, and that really bad, awful, piped-in theme theme music that's from Skinamax. Yeah, terrible. Bow wow wow wow. And then his that dumbass thing where he ran the ropes like six times and then comes back and slaps. So dumb. Uh, it in the face. I'm like, dude, fucking out of here. It's so dumb. So dumb. But I, th- I still think the right man won here. Uh, kind of had to, yeah. Um, just, just not a fan of the match. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really have a choice. Because um, Kendrick, Kendrick, they're not going to push Kendrick. He's not going to be a viable threat for the X Division title. And you're not splitting up the machine guns. Yeah, and it was kind of all over the place. And then, like you said, when you when you got two of the when you got a tag team in there, to me that that jumbles this whole damn thing up anyway. It's like Homicide didn't have anything to do after they broke him and Hernandez up, so it's like here you go, here's the exhibition. Oh, yeah. Which which Morgan and Hernandez aren't even on this show, and they had a blood feud, supposedly. Oh yeah. Well, fucking, I guess he had to go ring a king something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Ring again. <laughs> don't get me started. I was I was telling God though, I am a fan of this cage. I just like the way it looks. I like the beams. I don't know what it is about it. Just it looks it looks slick for what it is. No, no, that's fair. Uh it kind of looks I know this is gonna sound weird, but it looks professional. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I know you're wrestling in a cage, but like yeah, you're right. It's the beams that make it look like it's like put it together, it, like yeah, yeah, like oh, like oh, they went somewhere and somebody crafted this thing and put it together. They didn't go to Home Depot and just, you know, what I'm saying, string it up. Are you talking indie style, or they just got chain, chain, dog yeah. chain link fence, just up, yeah. up, up, up? Yeah, <laughs> with no supports. I've been to shows like that. It's terrible. Not at all. I was I telling us, I was holding it up. I was telling him how it still sounds racist every time Mike Tanay yells "Gringo Killer." It just sounds really racist. Don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, we haven't even gotten to match time yet. Uh, not even a five minute match here, y'all. And the finish is just out of fucking nowhere. He just up the cage and out. Like, yeah, it, it looks like that. That reminded me of damn ladder matches you know where the belts are hanging and like oh no i can't get to it like you think like well yeah you can't just grab it so i was watching this and i was like oh god here we go and then he kind of just kind of jumped up out of there and i was like oh shit like that actually looked like a real like a real like someone was really trying to get out this match to to win a match not like oh i'm waiting for someone to knock me off and do my spot 
Nope. nope. He just got the fuck up out of there with ease. It just it just kind of was like, well, why didn't you do that earlier? If that's mm-hmm. what you were gonna do, but it just it just felt like a match to be on a show for just just for to be there. No <laughs> real point. Yeah, it's there to be there. Um, during this match, though, because this is such an important announcement that needs to be made. Um. Scott Hall needs to find a tag team partner or fight Team 3D alone. Yeah, I, of I, course. I didn't get that either, but sure, why not? We do get up next Kevin Nash and Eric Young. Um, oh, obviously, man. yeah, this is just. It's just shit. Just, 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 just at this. It's just shit. Yeah. Like you, you build it up like Eric Young is going to win this fucking match. Like it's built up like he's going to win it. The video package, everything builds up like he's going to conquer Kevin Nash. He's going to get that push. Nah, brother. Kevin, well, Kevin the, needed it. Kevin needed it more than Eric Young it, did. It's and this this is another part of why I can't stand fucking this TNA. It's like it's the same click and the circle jerk this and this and that, and then he cuts the promo after the match, like, oh, and best believe God is not gonna be by himself. God. Well and 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 then the pay-per-view before this, when again I had no idea you know, any of these TNA shows, and I watched that damn thing and I was like, Oh yeah, you're getting you're getting turned on. <laughs> like this is, this is the worst kept secret of all time, you know. It's just it's just this era of TNA, like is bad. And like that's I guess that's the reason it complements WCW two thousand so much is like the reason I guess we're doing it. But like man, Eric Young deserved better than this shit right here. And then like yeah. Nat, Nat, Nash just pretty much jobs him out after the yes. whole promo package is I'm going to overcome. And then, like, he's got the last word in the promo package about beating him. And then he just gets fucking slaughtered. And again, you guys are TNA guys. Um, why are they hammering home this big sexy? Is this, I mean, like, yeah, yes, that's him, big sexy Kevin Nash. I got it. But, like, is this his, it, it, he was going through a phase where this was, was he breaking away from Nash or, but like, it's just a big sexy, big sexy. And then the damn commentators are, you know, big sexy with the elbow. Like, why are we not calling them Nash? What are we I, doing here? I really can't tell you there unless you're just trying to get over that damn, damn nickname again. But like, Hogan's all about pushing the guys he knows are bankable stars at this point. And even if they're fucking decrepit and, and crippled up like Kevin Nash is in this match, like, man, he could barely fucking move again. At least you can move better in that tag match last month, but it's just, it's just they they made every wrong booking decision you could possibly think of. Like push some new guys, give EY a win, let him sneak one out on Nash or something. Like hit him, hit his head on a beam or something. Give him, give him something. Yeah, like a. I'd even take a disqualification. You know what I'm saying? Like something, something where you had to run him back and it made sense. No, he beat him up and then he beat him up. Well, or why couldn't he have? filled in for Scott Hall before this match, and then he has to wrestle EY later on, and then that's how EY gets him. I mean, but I guess by doing it this way, they can't let Nash lose, because he's got to fill the, the tag team spot for six Pac. 
just asinine booking. Then they do the rope a dope like Sting Invader did in Starcade '92. <laughs> Hit me, yeah. motherfucker. Okay, I'm gonna keep hitting you, and then I'm gonna jackknife you, and it's over. Yeah, this is a waste of time. Um, I want to say it's not a match, but it kind of is. Oh, it's more of a match than that damn women's match we're about to get in a few minutes. Well, fuck it. Let's just get to it. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. Because I'm, I'm kind of just getting there at this point for this. Um, so this is um, the this is essentially a winner-take-all match. Please, um, please tell them how we get to this point, though, in the dumbest oh, fucking shit ever. Oh, No. <laughs> Right. Let's let's ahead, put all your, let's put all your shit in a box and then we're just gonna get randomly mix them up and then four people are gonna open a box and yeah whoever gets what gets I, the fucking belt like that's yeah. how Angelina Love gets the title like fired I was so confused about the stipulation and all like just all of this Daphne gets nothing I mean I guess she gets fired but they don't even mention it and then fucking Angelina Love gets the women's title Tara gets her fucking spider back and then velvet gets a match of her choosing open challenge like what the hell man and we and we fussed about how the women haven't had matches and then we get that shit that's how we get a women's match on the card that lasts five fucking minutes at most for dual championships just does not make any sense so dumb let me see. What is Easter Fire event match? What is their oh, entrances? No. Their entrances are longer than the match. Yeah, it's really bad. And Lacey Von Eric, whoever said she should be near a wrestling ring, needs to have their fucking head checked because she can't even do a stomp. She can't do a run in. She can't even run the ropes. She didn't even need to be anywhere near this fucking ring. No. It's. And Taz gets Taz and Mike Tanay get to be old perverts at ringside for five minutes. That's essentially what this is. Yes. Yes. And Taz is like trying not to stoop to the level. You know what I'm saying? But he is. He just keeps going back to it. Yes. Just it's just man for TNA because some of the like some of these ladies in this match like I'd say three out of the four I don't Velvet Velvet Sky is not the best worker but three out of the four people could go and they get five minutes in a trash match and that's it and it's a bullshit finish at that too yeah this whole thing was dumb um. Just barely goes over the five minute mark. Um, I I hate this match. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate everything. And and look, this is me once again for everybody coming for me. This is Ryan hating on women's tag team wrestling <laughs> once again. Okay. Well, and. <laughs> Just tell them to watch this. They, there's nothing to defend. I'm sorry. No, this is not a. This is not a match, in my opinion. Actually, don't watch it. Not. This is look. And you're welcome. 
I give a lot of things credit, and I watch what I'm supposed to watch. I say 99 times out of out of 100 because I swear to Christ, if I see another Lex Lex Luger match, I'm gonna blow my brains out. It's your fault. Fuck you. We have not had to watch. I haven't watched Luger in a well. I can't say that. Stop saying st- stop saying his name before he pops up like fucking the Boogeyman or Beetlejuice. Stop doing hey, it. Hey, hey, you know who's not gonna pop up anytime soon. Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth because he killed her. <laughs> I can hear. I, Luger is in the main event of the Thunder. I'm in the middle of watching, so yeah, I get to see uh, him. What's better, the Thunder you're watching or this show? This show is better. Kevin Nash Ooh. is the commissioner of the Thunder. Isn't I'm watching. Uh, oh, shit. nice. It's, so this is what early 2000s? Yeah, it's January yeah. 2000. Yeah. Hell yeah. He just oh, made a man. match with Booker T and Big T, which are feuding versus Luger and Sid Vicious for the uh, Thunder main event. Hmm. Sorry, Big T. God damn it. Ahmed Johnson, brother. Big T. Big ass. T. Remember, it was the match for the letter T. I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's so good. I'm looking forward to rewatching that. Hell. Oh, um. Man. So yeah, Lacey Von Eric hits Tara in the belt, in the back with the belt, and Madison Rain just pins her. Which, at this era of TNA, you would have thought Velvet would have been the one winning the women's title, not Madison. But Madison was the better worker, no doubt about that. But you would have thought Velvet would have got it. Yeah, well... You know what else is dumb about this match? Is that Angelina Love's not even trying to break up the pinfalls. Taz even brings that up on commentary. He's like, if this lady could lose my title, why why is she not breaking up the falls to to help, you know, keep her belt? And it made no fucking sense. Because, yeah, I was going to say, because it makes no fucking sense at all. Oh, there's Lacey Von Eric. Get the fuck away from the ring, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Um, Tara does attack Angelina Love from behind um, after Angelina Love offers to shake her hand. Uh, cool, whatever. Hey, at least, um, we didn't, at least we didn't get a blade job in this one. Oh, God, no blood for the first match of the night. Uh, but we do get JB uh, with Team Flair. Ric Flair says it's Flair country. And then the line he cuts here, I was like, this is prime time. Jeff Hitman Hall here. He's going to love it. The legendary Jeff. Jeff Jarrett. Are you kidding me? I've got Sting. Woo. This this whole thing just (laughs) reminded me of, like, I remember people saying, like, oh, man, poor poor Ric Flair. He went to TNA, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn it, was that bad? Because, like I said, I didn't watch TNA. And, like, the more and more we watch these damn shows, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like, this looks like a who's who of, like, Sting standing in the back looking like just, like, he just can't wait to be out of this, like, thing. (laughs) It's rude. It's, it's just, it's just bad. And Flair doesn't sound like himself either. Like, just the stuff he's saying, like, doesn't sound right. He's drunk to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then AJ, man, I, uh, this promo is cringeworthy from AJ. Yeah, because he's not that guy. He's cutting a flare, like he's doing his best flare imitation promo, and it's 
you, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. And like it. Like, shut the fuck up. Just, just go wrestle good matches. Don't cut me a promo that's terrible. Don't. Yeah, but don't, as bad as this promo is, trust me, we're going to get to the worst promo I've ever heard in my life later. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is it Put the on one your sunglasses. With the, is it the one with the Pope? He's fucking right. It is. God damn it. I can't wait to get to that. Uh, be before we, been. But, well, before we get to that, we do have the um, now X Division title match. Um as if Homicide didn't wrestle just an hour ago. Um, so we have Homicide, Kazarian, and Shannon Moore with his book of Dilly Gaff. Yeah, they keep talking about every damn time he comes out. Oh, did you know that he's the prince of punk and also, like, the purveyor of hair metal? Like, now he's over hair metal and glam rock. Apparently, too. So. He looked like um, if the uh, what what was the kid uh, from Toy Story? Sid. He looked like if Sid grew up to become a pro wrestler. And the fact that he's from North Carolina, near where I live, I used to live. I hate that fact too. Whispering Pines. You said Whispering Pines. Yeah, he sucks. I enjoy Whispering Pines, huh? Yeah, he's uh, it's right outside of Fayetteville, Sanford area, so near the where the Hardys live. But good God, we don't claim Shannon Moore. Do you at least claim uh, Team Team Extreme? I mean, they probably do. I don't, but it's fair enough. Um, yeah, this this match is fine. Again, this match needed about five to six extra minutes. They could have cut the other match out and just. Just made it a six way or something for the belt. That would have made just just as much sense, really. Yeah, it was. It was. It did what it was supposed to do. They were. They've been pushing Kaz since he came back. So Kaz gets the win. I mean, he looks like a star in it. But like the matches, kind of, they're very like plotting. Like they like they have no chemistry. Almost like they're waiting for spots, right. and like it's just. It's yeah, a, it's a match to be a match, but like you could tell they they have no idea what they wanted to do in this match. It seems like everything is yeah. like a hurry up and wait. Cass has his Metallica esque logo on his trunks. I did like the double cutter off the top rope though. So, but you could tell they were like afraid to take it when they first first got up there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But this match, it's good. Not great. It's good. You got three pros in there, but it's just there's no reason why they didn't do it again. It just didn't look, didn't come across that great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, this was a spot fest. Like I said, they needed some more time. Um. Gazarian's a star here, as you said, and watch him. Some of the things he does in the early stage of his career are fantastic. Oh, um, yeah. He's, he had star written all over him from the matches with Christian and Angle and stuff he had. Uh, like, was it two years prior to this, before they made him suicide? I think it was. He had that ladder match with fucking Christian that was great. Then he had a 
a world title match with Kurt Angle because he won that ladder match, and then they did nothing with him after it, which was sad. It's sad that he, AEW didn't do anything with him now. It's, let's not submarine the show on that one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, oh, quick thing. The finisher he hits fucking uh, homicide with legitimately looked like he broke his fucking neck. When he did that reverse pile driver tombstone, yeah, yeah, even Taz like cringed like hell on that. Looked like he just dropped straight on his head, which he probably did. Probably did. The finish to this was awesome. Um, looked like some sort of inverted pile driver, but looked like a million bucks. It's solid. It really did take away the fact that they didn't have the belt to give him. Like he won the match, but he does he can't hold up the title or anything. Which why would you let Douglas Williams take that belt all the way to England? Why would you not just keep it in the box? That's dumb. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was thinking like, well, how come you, it's like you guys just don't have like a replica title? Oh, that's right, it's TNA, twenty ten. <laughs> just give him the big red X. Let him hold that up. Like do something. Put a, put a sticker over a tag title or something. <laughs> and now Jeff's favorite part of the show. <laughs> Jeez. Well, for this match, I really did enjoy the finisher, though. Yeah. Um, some type of inverted pile driver of sorts. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Kaz is a dude because that's what happens. Um he pins homicide. He's new champ. Um, just needed more time. His matches feel so underdeveloped. Yeah, you definitely could have knocked out that other match and just made it a contender. Put everybody in this match and had it be a contenders match, and you'd have been good. And then they would have had what six, eight extra minutes to do their thing. Roughly. Real slam. Uh, Pope. <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, care to share with us um, what you thought about this uh, Pope promo? No uh, man, fuck the Pope. Like, yeah, he's calling himself the Pope, and and I get it's the two thousand two thousand tens, but so much just the Pope this, the Pope that. Um, you know, sunglasses on and sunglasses at and pimp slap and pimps and players and like get the fuck out of here. He started going down at for at first, I'm not gonna lie to you, the first like minute I was like, okay, cool. Like I I, I see what he's doing here. And then he just started going down the 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 rail off the rails and just I was like, okay, you got this far and you 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 don't know what the fuck you want to say anymore. So you're just being and they nah, hand him a bottle know. of water. Don't forget that. They hand him a bottle of yeah, water. Yeah, he gets a bottle of water and like takes a drink. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck is going on here? <laughs> so just anybody being able to cut any type of promo they want because it's TNA. He's going to pimp slap him so hard that he knocks the highlight out of his hair. And he's going to be on that midnight train back to Georgia, daddy, before yeah. the match is even over. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all. Uh, he's I trying just, so hard to be the rock 
trying yeah, so and, damn hard. It's, fu- it's funny you say that because that's exactly – I mean, one, just talking to another person. But two, like when he started going down that – like he just started rambling and I was like, um, someone's been watching fucking Raw. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like someone's been watching Raw. Pope be pimping, man. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently. Pope be pimping. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, also un- unbeknownst to you is this tag match. It's Team 3D versus the Outsiders. The band. I thought and like I thought it was supposed to be for the tag belts, but like they lose and don't lose the belts. So it does not make sense. No, none. And I'm tired of this whole fucking band storyline just so dumb. Yes. Then bully bully Ray or sorry. Brother Ray comes out and does his best Mick Foley to get a cheap pop for St. Louis, and then they don't even wrestle in the cage half the time. Like, nope. it's like, why even be? Why is this match even in a cage if you're not going to be in said cage? It just, I, what's the point of an all cage pay per view if you're not going to be in the cage? I was about to say the same <laughs> thing. We're doing an all cage pay per view where we're not using the cage. Which is which? Which okay, cool. Which is fine if you're doing some type of like spot or whatever, whatever, or what have you. Uh, nope, it's just. And I don't like, know. we're not yeah, using the gimmick. Commend Nash, I guess, for putting on two matches. But fuck, man. Uh, fuck is, him. This is the worst outsiders I've ever seen him look. At least Scott Hall doesn't look like he's been on a ten day bender in this match. He's a little bit uh, yeah, better he shaped. Than, he's a little yeah, bit better does. shaped than last month. <laughs> he doesn't look as bloated. Look at his fucking face. He looks like fucking. <laughs> oh, God, get me off him. <laughs> um, this is Cod's match of the night. <laughs> this is awful. I hated this match. First of all, you have you have. You have Brother Ray probably at 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 his heaviest comes out and is like, "Oh, it's a same, it's an insert city here street fight, you know, and yeah, yeah, directional, whatever." But it's you a know, goddamn cage match. God, the fuck does that make? Not any only sense? that, they leave the cage door open. Yeah. So it's just come and go as you please, I guess. Um. People getting hit in the head with bottles, uh, chair shots, tables. So Cal Val lived lived in a stable. Well, and Scott Hall sitting there holding the fucking door. Why don't you chain it? The chain's right beside you. Yeah. I mean, it's just so bad, man. Like they needed they 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 desperately needed Sean Waltman in there to be a workhorse. This is this is god awful. You're not wrong. Hepsi's a bitch. And then fucking Bully Ray stands outside half the time like a chair and all this other shit. And it's just I don't have anything good to say about it. Like I, I think this is probably if not the worst match of the night, second worst. Behind the women's match. Oh, it's definitely got some competition. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, Team 3D hit the 3D on Scott Hall through the table. Team 3D win. Well, and this is supposed to be a tag team dream match. And it fucking terrible. Who? Look, you look at the, team, the dream matches TNA or Team 3D had in TNA, and they're all of them were shit. The Nasty Boys, this match, the Steiners, they're like cool, they're all bad. Like they, none of them are good. I mean, when they wrestle, at least when they wrestle Motion City Machine Guns and stuff, they have somebody that can work around them and and work good. But when you've got two fifty plus year old guys in there trying to wrestle two 40 plus year old dudes. It just, it's <laughs> obviously apparent that it's, that time is passing them by at this point, but then bully turns around and has the best run of his career in two years. So what do I know? Fair enough. Well, that's because he, he actually has some type of skill and has Mike, you know, like he, he's a bully. Bully Ray is a talent to be fair yeah. to him. Um, they they call that the gift of gab. True. And he got himself in shape. He got in the best damn shape of his life. Yeah, he's trying to fuck Brooke, Brooke Hogan. Well, he was fucking Velvet Sky, so good for him. There you go. Yeah. Pressing on that front. <laughs> um, so now we have um, our next matchup. It is... Kurt Angle taking on Mr. Anderson. This is escape rules only. Um, so Mr. Anderson on an episode of Impact won a key to the door. Yeah, so it could be the, I guess, the one that could be the first one to try to get out. It's the way it worked out, but still dumb in premise if you really think about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. I it should be, um, we should all be on the same page here. Um, match of the night. I, yeah, totally. I agree. Like, I re I really enjoyed this feud in 2010. Like, this is the best thing TNA has going. Um, I know the match last month wasn't as good as the one against all odds, but. They had a series of matches that pretty much was the only thing I wanted to watch in TNA at this point. And I, I, I think the wrong person won this match, but it was a very good match. I knew Angle was going to bleed when he came out with the one wrist taped. Like, I knew he was going <laughs> to bleed. <laughs> like, there's no doubt about it in my mind. Like, he was going to bleed. But this, this is... This was some good stuff. I mean, there, nothing else on the card touches this. Not even the world title match. Fuck no. <laughs> like, Anderson is at his best. Like, the promo package leading into it was so good. Oh, Talks about yeah. how he wasn't disrespecting the troops. He was he was spitting on angle and the metal got in the way. Like, just good heel shit, man. Like, Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I love nice it. Nice guys finish last and, and I'm an asshole. Yeah, good thing I'm an asshole. That, oh, that was so great. Good. Yeah, like I did hate the yeah. fact he had the key around his neck. Why wouldn't he like put it in his tights or something? Yeah, you know? yeah. But like, this is this is this is matching tonight. No doubt about it. Um, Travis, I'm with you 100. This is matching tonight, and this is this is worth the whole goddamn card. This whole bullshit and whatever they people paid, you know, whatever. 
this match by itself, I thought was really, really good. And it was the only reason, the only thing you need to watch in this damn card. And the timing of it was good. Just the, the actual, we talk about this all the time. The, if it's booked right and the, the two guys or gals are, are the promos and everything is right, that it almost, it, it, I mean, it does matter what's in the ring, but it almost doesn't. And no. this delivered on to me on both ends. It delivered on in ring and it delivered, you know, the promo and all the stuff like leading up to it. So, yeah. Again, I stick to my story. TNA is terrible. Um, but I've also also said too, I mean, anything with Angle in it and I'm in. And I know, um, Travis, you're a big Kennedy guy. And I think you're right. Kennedy. I mean, it, it, yeah, Kennedy guy. And any, anything he's in. Kennedy. He's good. He it's just I'm sorry, Anderson. Excuse me. Sorry, my bad, Anderson. To me, this just the story they have going into it is better than anything TNA has going on. Like it's the only story they've really told beside the Abyss uh Hall of Fame ring thing. And then like, you know, that's god awful. Um, I think I actually have this match on our wrestling recommendations wheel because I just enjoyed the feud so much. Um they the all and like the Kurt Angle legitimately probably almost killed fucking Anderson with that moonsault off the top because he falls right on his head. He he does. He hits that moonsault. It is nasty looking, but to me it fit because like it's kind of a blood feud. Like maybe he was aiming for the head, whatever you want to, you know, say, but I, in my heart of hearts, knowing what Kurt Angle says after the match that he's taking a break and everything, why would you not have Anderson win this match? And push him as that that heel. Yeah. Um, like I, that's my only gripe with it is like yeah, if you knew he's I'm taking a break. Like, yeah, I'm with you because you can always come back to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If 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 Anderson wins, you you can come back to it. If Angle wins, and it's like ah, you almost feel like you close it to close the chapter, right? Well, and Angle doesn't have to give the speech. You could just write him off. Yeah, TV, and then. Anderson takes him out, you know, and then there it is. Kurt Angle's bleeding on my screen, but uh, I just, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think the right dude, the right guy won. But I mean, if this was the blow off, I guess it is the right guy. But if if you knew Kurt Angle was going to leave, then you should have let Anderson win it. At least come back to it when Anderson's champ or something mm-hmm. later. But phenomenal match. I I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I'm with you. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I think this is where four pay where four pay per views in here. Um, this is definitely the best match, the, the best TNA match we've all talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like like Jeff said, a lot of it has to go back, you know, to the story they've been telling and everything since Anderson has been there. It it's the best thing they've done since he's been since we've been watching this. And it's sad because you've got Nigel McGinnis, you've got all these other people that could be telling great stories, but you've saddled them with Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, which I, I know we'll get to later. But, like, man, you had some great talent here. And this is proof. This match is proof that you had the guys that could work their ass off and you just wouldn't let them. Yeah. 100% agree. Um, again, the, the finish, like you said, if that's the way it's going, you know, 
have you know at least at least have Anderson get some heat back at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, like have him come from behind with a chair or something and dump him, bump him, something, something silly. But I mean, if, if that's the decision you're going, if he's not taking time off, it's fine. But he is should have given the rub to Anderson on the way out. I'm pretty sure that was not Angle's doing, but yeah. Yeah, and like like the ending even calls back to the ladder match when he's choking him out to get the the key. Like we say this all the time on wrestling regulations, but everything in this match means something. The spots mean something. The callbacks mean something. The blood, like it, it is, it all. I I sound like a schoolgirl, but like I just no, I, it, I really it, like this. If match. it's good, it's no, no, <laughs> yeah, it, you should. And I'm with you. If it's good, it's good. Sometimes things are really, really good. This damn thing was really, really good. And ring, all the way, like you said, down to promo, the thought process, process of it all. Um, Angle walks out and gives him like the dick stomp. It's perfect. Like yep. it's so good. <laughs> yeah, so like it, good. It, 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 it's novel. But I mean, imagine two guys that don't like each other that are acting and wrestling like they don't like each other. Who to thunk it? Yeah, and and that was a great touch when he walks out and he stomps him in the dick. Oh, it's, it's like part, the, and he, he didn't the look final back, thing. Travis. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look back. Yeah. He just kind of stomped him like, well, you know, if he dies, he dies. Ivan Drago, yeah. you know, it's great. <laughs> and I don't great. even hate. I don't even hate the fact that this is an escape only match. Like I felt like that added to it, like the way they played into it, like trying to get out the door. It, it, it came yeah. into the finish. Like yeah. it 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 meant it meant something. Whereas a lot of this stuff, like we talked about earlier, was just thrown into the match, thrown onto the show for no reason. This is what a cage match is supposed to fucking be. Yeah, yeah, blow, yeah. A blow off. A blow off. Yeah, or, or, and not a modern wrestling blow off, a real blow off. Not a blow off so we can take uh, uh, skip a pay per view and go back to it after that one. No, a real blow off. No. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's not a. It's, it's not an enter your you know city name here directional street fight and leaving the door open coming in going out no it is this damn good mm-hmm. and if there's one match you watch in this entire card it's this one no doubt does Melser even give TNA ratings at this time because uh, uh this was a four and a half star out of five Okay. Oh, geez. Okay. That's the that's that's the default good match. All like the four it. and a half star. Would you start going through your shit? All the four and a half star city vibes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, it, I, if you judge on inflation in 2023, all the four and a half should be fives. I, I listened to y'all's, you know, your rant on the star system on y'all's last retro review, and I totally fucking agree. If it's anything in AEW now, from the guys that were before, you can definitely tell who is his buddies yes. now. Yeah. Matches yeah. they were doing were four stars. Now they're six stars. So it's 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 definitely apparent. Yeah, I I, I forgot one 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 the ones we were talking about last week, but yeah, it was like amazing, and it was like oh four and a half. Yeah, it was That's young that. young bucks versus the Hardys was one of them, and then the other there's a couple of other ones from the super super card of honor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were like yeah. Four to ha- four to quarter. Yeah, four, four to quarter. Four, three, three, three and a quarter. Like, what? <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, but yeah, 
Watch this. Don't watch anything else, honestly. Because here we go to the TNA World Championship match. It's AJ Styles versus the Pope. D'Angelo De Niro. Ah, man. I'll let Jeff take this. I know the Pope's his favorite wrestler. Um, I'm so over the Pope. I was over him last week. (laughs) Or whenever the hell we did whatever TNA lockdown, whatever. This damn thing. It's like he's not necessarily a bad wrestler, but it's between the promo and the entrance and whatever. And it's just like I said last time, I don't know what's worse. One, that it's the Pope or that like he's actually over. Like he actually really like really is over here. Uh, I yep. just uh, obviously missed it the first, first go around and I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm glad I did. But <laughs> I mean, AJ Styles is amazing and Man, this Pope is just believing all of his own hype. Oh, let me get something in for Eddie right here. Fuck Earl Hebner for making himself like a focal point of this match. Yeah. Throwing, throwing flair out and all that shit. He fuck he hate he hurt he hates Earl Hebner, and there's good reason to hate him, but like fuck that man. Like, oh throw him out. Like, what the fuck? Who cares, Earl? I don't yeah. care that you're the head referee. Like who Hogan should be the one out there throwing him out, not you. Like he's the man in charge. Ref discretion, fortunately. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's my ass guy. Never dies. I I agree with Jeff though. Like the Pope doesn't feel ready for this spot, in my opinion. Like just his match no. and stuff like that just doesn't feel ready. And AJ can't even make him look like he's ready for prime time here. Like. And then the shit finish. I fucking hated the finish. Um, it's it's the worst AJ match we've watched, and he's wrestled Abyss, and you know, yeah, uh, yeah because it's 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 exactly what you said. It's making him when he's taking himself down a notch or two or three, like you know what I'm saying. Then it's then it's you know it's fucking bad because again AJ Styles got a match with it. And, and, you know like people say a broom. But this damn thing was just, um, yeah, like you said, Travis, a- the, the Pope wasn't ready, brother. AJ taking that bump off the top of the cage for no reason either, just banging the mat on the Miss crossbody. Like, mm-hmm. I, I give it to AJ for trying the, everything he can for TNA, but like shit like that, he didn't really need to do, especially in a match against the Pope with less than 10,000 buys. Or ten thousand buys. Well, this is at fifteen, right? So, yeah. yeah. So less than twenty thousand buys, but like, and especially with the ending you're gonna get, like, why even take that risk? Like, why even do it? So here's my problem with this: the Pope is fucking boring. Pope be pimping though. <laughs> yeah. And 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 look, he's trying. God bless his soul. He is. But his in-ring shit is so boring. Yeah, there's, there's not an ounce of suspense in this match at any given point in time where you think the Pope is going over. No, yeah. And again, it's not for lack of trying. It's not like he's in the ring just like uh, mailing it in, but it's just nothing to write home about. The coolest move he hits is the code breaker. And this, <laughs> the only reason it's cool is because AJ flips over his head. Like it killed him. 
that big. That's the coolest thing the Pope does in his entire match. I mean, except try to receive the energy of the people like the Ultimate Warrior. Give it to me. Give it to me, brother. Jeez. Oh, yeah. uh, man. Well, right man won. Right man won, though. So, yeah, the right man won. So, um, so we have AJ narrowly avoids the D'Angelo De Niro Express. Um, AJ grabs the cameraman's pen, stabs the Pope in the yeah. eye with it. It's a Styles Clash of wins. Now, he stabbed her in the eye? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, and then he goes and hides the pin. Like, cage match is no DQ, right? So why the fuck does it matter? I, I, I was wondering the same thing. Like, when they were being, like, secretive about getting it. And I was like, whoa. I mean, I, I guess rough discretion, but isn't all this stuff legal, right? Or He's now the yeah. dirtiest, dirtiest player in the game, man. Taught him everything he knows, I guess, which... I don't remember Ric Flair stabbing people in the eyes with pins, but <laughs> I, mean, I missed that match. Um, you also must have missed on Dynamite that the Elite tried to stab John Moxley with a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. I was really hoping they'd connect because I was really wanting to see some blood, you know, but sadly they missed. It's coming, damn it. He's going to believe buckets. It's going to be so good. Um, but yeah. Honestly, nothing to write home about. Silly. AJ with the probably the worst finish of his career. Stabbing a man in the eye with a pin. Like a plastic pin at that. Like when you look at the pin, it's like a, just a grocery store pin. Yep, you get it. Yep. Take those earrings out. Come on, AJ. <laughs> God, he looks like a bitch. <laughs> 100%. Look, this is now we're not to Claire Lynch yet. We're still many years away from the Claire Lynch storyline. Um, mm. but this is arguably his second worst run in TNA. Yeah, I, I would agree on that. Like, it is, is bad. Claire, Claire Lynch is the worst, and then this is second. And you wouldn't think mm -hmm. it would be, but it, it fucking is. Hey, Jeff, do you know about Claire Lynch? I do not. Yeah! <laughs> oh, God, man. I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> um, so, I, I will know, start, um, and this is just from Wikipedia, and they've done a good job. Whoever did this was fine. So this was so this is 2012. Okay. Just to kind of put you in the time frame. On the June 21st episode of Impact Styles and Dixie Carter revealed their secret. Um, so to this point, they had been um sneaking around, going into hotel rooms, um, having phone calls recorded, all like the whole nine yards of spy stuff. Okay. Um, they were not having an affair, but were helping an addicted pregnant woman named Claire Lynch to overcome her problems. The following week on Impact Wrestling, Styles and Angle lost the TNA World Tag Team titles back to James and Kazarian. Um, when Kazarian hit Styles with a steel chair, 
after which Christopher Daniels admitted that Styles and Carter had told the truth about Claire Lynch, but claimed they had left out the part about Styles being the father of her unborn baby. Yeah. A lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, not even that. Hold on. This is the fucking best part, okay? They've just clearly admitted that AJ Styles is not the father. Well, they're saying he is, but he but they're saying like we weren't sneaking around, we're having an affair, whatever. So then at that year's Destination X, AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels in a last man standing match. Um, and per the match stip- stipulation, since AJ Styles won. He earned the right to get a paternity test on Claire's baby. Uh, it's a shit show. Oh, don't worry. On the next week, it was revealed that Claire Lynch was not pregnant. And her attorney said that um, it was Christopher Daniels and Kazarian's plot to blackmail AJ Styles. Okay. Yeah, it, it's got awful, and then WWE kind of ripped it off later on. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Chelsea Green and uh it's no so bad. Have you ever seen yeah. a picture of Claire Lynch? I'm gonna send it to the group because she is <laughs> god awful. Um, while oh, you do that, um, we do get um the cutaway now that the match is over. By the way, AJ Styles won. Eric Bischoff arrives. Yeah, about what, two and a half hours into the show. So when Taz is on commentary and he's talking about age or talking about um, Six Pac missing the one p.m. call call time. <laughs> I guess it doesn't apply to Bischoff. Probably not. <laughs> Because he can does what he wants, brother, because he runs the show. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, lethal lockdown match up next. Um Abyss, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, RVD versus Desmond Wolf, Storm, Rude, and the man called Sting. Fucking five star. <laughs> Sting. <laughs> so bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I this pl- is I have plenty to say about Sting at the end of this. It's so bad. Um I'm just gonna cut to the chase here. Team Hogan wins. We'll fill in the pieces from there. Um who wants to go first? I'll let I'll let I'll let one of you guys go first. Jeff. Go. No, you go, Cod. It's fine. Like, <laughs> look, I've seen. Okay. Look, All right. I've Cut. seen. Hold Never on. Hold, you don't get to go first on. anymore. Hold on. Hold on. First Goldberg can wrestle. Now this. What are you doing? <laughs> this here? is fine. Like, what happened? So there, there's so much. So when people are active, it's fine. There's so much dead air and dead space in this match. 
It's so bad. Next thing he's going to be saying, Tony Khan is a great booker. Yeah, it's, and that's when this—that's when you become the co-host to the to the Wrestling uh, <laughs> Purist Travis. There you go. There you go. So, in terms of the rest of this pay-per-view, like this wasn't the worst thing on this show. Was it good? No, it was not good. The pairings that. Okay, so the way that they came into the cage, the pairings that they had made, those those were fine. The action, when there is action, is fine. It's everything else about this is so god-awful. Flair's involved. He's taking his shirt off. He's into the tax. Like, it's so, no fucking need for that. I, I um I, I didn't mind like Robert Roode and Abyss wrestling and stuff like that at the beginning. Like that first little break, you know, the match was pretty good. But like the the faces have the advantage, but they never really get the advantage on the heels. Like, the heels always have somebody taken out by the time the next person comes in. Like when yeah. RVD comes in here in a second, like him and Abyss don't ever team up on Rude. Like Rude has both of them down, so it makes it like Hogan's teams are bitches. Like they're not even gonna. I mean, what the hell's the point? Like they have the advantage, but they never get an advantage on the heel team. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um. So at one point, Ric Flair tries to take the Hall of Fame ring from from the Abyss. Um. So Hulk comes in. Hulk's got a bat. Here's Bischoff. Oh, but whose side is he on? Who fucking cares at this oh, point? Geez. Who the fuck cares? Okay. Everyone has been laid out for minutes at this point. Minutes. Yeah. There's nothing happening. It's so bad, man. Like they're just they're just laying there and waiting and waiting and waiting. And this ending segment where you have all this TNA talent in there is now being made about Flair, Bischoff, and Hogan, just like every other end of a pay-per-view we've watched. Yep. It becomes about them. And don't get me started on the whole Jeff Hardy getting knocked out in the back, and then Sting coming out standing in his fucking trench coat the entire time he's in the fucking match. Until he, he, I thought he was going to take the – First time I watched it, I thought he was going to take the tax spot with the jacket on because he didn't want to take the tax. Like it was, it was that fucking bad, man. And then Jeff Hardy does a swanton on top of the cage for what fucking reason? Because he can't no, win the match up there. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and so, well, so, so Travis, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, she's gonna put him through the cage, thinking like, because I mean, that's the only reason you would swanton somebody up there. No, he doesn't. He just hits him on top of the cage, and that was it. And then like, yep, Garrett's in the match for whatever reason, I guess. But like, well, oh, come on now. I mean, I, 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 it's just like none of, none of the end, like this whole last 10 minute segment made fucking sense. Like Jarrett's down, all these people are bleeding for no reason because they don't factor did, into the match. Like I did get a kick of, uh, um, I did, I did get a kick, kick out of Flair taking the rings off Abyss though. <laughs> taking oh, yeah. the ring. <laughs> the power, I, the power yeah. Yeah. I did. Oh. That did, that did pop me a little bit. 
But like for this to be 30 plus minutes of action and it comes down to people that aren't even involved in the match and then Desmond Wolf has to eat the finisher 10 minutes after he's just been laying there, he just comes in, takes black hole slam, loses. And he's the brightest fucking star. Yeah, and he's wearing purple. I mean, just, just, it's just terrible. Hogan takes 20 minutes to like lumber down to the ring. Like, why could, (laughs) why couldn't any of the other guys taking the fall? Like, Desmond Wolf has done nothing but lose since we've been watching him in TNA. He's the fall guy in every match. And you could have easily had James Storm take it. He'd been in two matches. If he'd got down off the top of the fucking cell. And then Sting's just standing in the ring, watching everything happen around him. Like, why? Like, and then, like, he just stands there while Jeff Jarrett's beating the shit out of everybody with trash cans. Sorry, that's on my screen right now. Until Jarrett gets ready to hit him. And then Jarrett hits, then he hits Jarrett with the bat. Like, why the fuck would you not take him out before he took out your whole team? Like, I don't. I don't understand this match at all. It's fucking bad. It's convoluted. I'm, I'm with you. God, um, I don't know if you saw uh, Bischoff runs down the ring and like, as soon as he goes to get into the ring, he trips. <laughs> I was like, sure. Just, just yeah. another layer of suck. And Bisch- yeah. Bischoff throws the nucks to Hogan. He doesn't even have time to put them on. He just holds them oh. in his hand. He doesn't even put them on his hand. He just holds them in his hand. And then Flair, of course, bleeds a gusher. And, yep, that's it. Oh, and the yeah. spot with Jarrett getting knocked out of the ring in the cage door could not have looked more planned. Because he holds yeah. on like it's a fucking ride as he goes out. Then he falls down. Well, and then too, Flair, like when he's fucking gigging, it's... It's AEW levels, gig. It's not that bad, but it's it's, it's close. It's still pretty bad. And he takes it's close. Tag. He takes the tax. Like it just, I don't know, man. For this to be whatever your main feud was, it was very lackluster. I hate that Sting stayed in his jacket and t-shirt pretty much the whole time too. I know I said that, but I just can't. I cannot put that over enough. Oh man. Oh this my god. Is not good. <laughs> but Sting came back for this for no fucking reason either. Duty job. Duty job. Duty job. <laughs> He's supposed to be in a feud with Jared, I guess, but like I or maybe he hates cares. Hogan. He knows yeah. he's seen this story play out before, brother. He knows what Hogan's really about. Motherfucker, you were in the horse moon with Flair and he turned on you. <laughs> like it's the same fucking story on that side too. Poor Flair, God, poor Flair. <laughs> poor Flair, my ass. Oh, it comes Jeff Hardy. Jimmy Jeff down there. Stupid kendo stick, piece of shit. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm really done with this. <laughs> um, All of it. Man. Amen. The faces, the faces win. The faces celebrate. That's that's all I got. Yeah, I like you, like you said, they're do it. they're going off the air as all this is happening too. Like you, they cut it close. What is like two hours and fifty something minutes long? Extremely yeah, yeah. close. It's just 
It's another it's another TNA thing for you there, brother. Hey, Jeff, you know what happens the next night after this show? Yeah. What? RVD wins the world title. <laughs> they don't even save it for pay per view. They just let him just let him win next night. Oh fucking shit. Sure, I got four point five stars. Four and he, I don't, he doesn't Damn. he doesn't he doesn't even get the pinfall for the team either. So like what makes that why does that even make sense? But you know. TNA, brother. TNA. Yeah, not good. I'm over it. These are getting worse. I fear for our sanity. <laughs> I still don't know if it gets WCW two thousand worse. Oh, see, so there's so there's a huge difference, okay? And this is kind of what is starting to be the theme is that WCW two thousands. There's there's a lot of that in there that is not intentionally bad, but also not intentionally funny. And like it, it's kind of like a donkey show, you know. True, entertaining. You can't look look away. A lot of this is painful to watch. You're not wrong. I mean, the, none of none of them are good. Let's go ahead and yeah. You know. Well, it's like they didn't learn from their mistakes either. Like they had an opportunity to learn from but, ten years prior, and they didn't learn. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the biggest kicker for me. Sometimes, again, knowing better, knowing and knowing better is half the battle. Like fuck. Yeah. Um, but lockdown. No need to fear. Lock lockdown's over, y'all. Now we're on the road to sacrifice. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um yeah, next time we welcome this might change cuz I'm fucking telling you what this TNA in 2010 is not getting better. No, not really. Imagine that. Eh, fuck you, Jeff. TNA was good. You you keep saying this. Okay. You know what? I might have to call an audible. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I might have to pick a good TNA show for us to watch because we've covered TNA shows and Jeff's like, oh well, that's you know, pretty good, you know, uh, you know, and now we well anything with shit. angle, you know, what I'm saying I'm all I'm all about, but man, some of these ones are they're just rough. I'm gonna find a TNA pay per view pre Kurt Angle, and I know you're gonna enjoy it. No surrender. 06 isn't bad. Challenge accepted. Wait, did we cover that? Oh, we really fucking hot if we covered it. <laughs> Don't forget. Shit. I mean, guys, Sacrifice 2010 has winners such as Rob Terry versus Orlando Jordan. Oh, he... my. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> I'm not doing that one. <laughs> That's like really the only bad match on that card. Sacrifice is not that bad of a show um, but because i mean you at least get some quality wrestling out of doug williams and kazarian yeah you still have to get through a band match but tna bound for glory tna no surrender 2005 we covered 2005 
What is no surrender? I think 2000. I was thinking of the LAX uh, AJ Styles and Daniels match. I think I think that's that. Is that that? You? No. Oh no! They go. No. That's Daniels and Petey Williams. Yeah, 2005 is Raven Abyss dog dog collar match. Um, Chris Williams, Petey Williams, AJ Styles, Sean Waltman, um, Samoa Joe, Chris Sabin. Oh fuck yeah, we got a Sunny Siaki match on that one. That's nice. Wow. America's Most Wanted versus Alex Shelley and Michael Shane. You've gotta love yourself, with Michael Shane. Um, but yeah. That'll close the chapter on this episode of the Retro Review. Um, boy, Kurt and Mr. Anderson are the only is the only good match on this entire card. I tend to agree with that, man. Uh, that was the most what I was looking forward to watching this show because I knew that match was good, and I just I'm an Anderson Mark, and as Jeff says, anything angles in, you know, is at least going to be decent. <laughs> So I was excited for that one. And it, yeah. it, it lived up. It, it's Anderson now too. Anything he said I'm 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 all about. All right. Anderson. Anderson. Uh Mr. Lasseter, uh, what you got going on? What do you want to plug? How's the merch uh, sale going? What's up? Uh nothing much, man. No, just still selling stuff over there on eBay at TGL the Man 12. Been trying to work on getting some stuff up before we go to Disney World. So man, get some extra funds in my pocket. Um coming up this week on Wrestling Ruined, we have uh Sting versus Vader, Starcade 92, King of the Ooh. Cable. So you see some hoss battle there is Vader just beats the shit out of Sting, which I know. Jeff would just like to watch on repeat. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, last week's episode, which is out as well, is the Rock and Roll Express versus the Minnesota Wrecking Crew from Starcade 86 in the cage, back when we didn't have cage matches for every fucking match. Um, but you check us out there. Uh, Eddie's got the TikTok flowing. We did hit a million views on one of uh, the videos which yeah. was uh, Ricky Steamboat and Stunning Steve Austin. So it's wild. Good, uh, good looking out for Eddie starting the old TikTok up. Um, the I did not expect that to happen. I really figured something would get like copyright stricken by now, especially getting that many views. But uh, kudos to him for thinking about that. Um, and you know, just check out the guys over there, Bleeding John, doing the Lord's work. I know that screwdriver is going to hit Moxley's head, and they're going to be on top of it. So. Um, <laughs> we're going to be ready or they're, they're going to be ready. Not we, they're, they're going to be ready for that when it happens. But, uh, other than that, man, just check it, check us out over there at wrestling, uh, recommendations and our run-ins on the, uh, rants from the black lodge podcast with our buddy, Brandon, uh, he has, uh, some audio of us recorded and saved for a future episode. So, and I'm supposed to be doing an episode with him on some the real Ghostbusters cartoon coming up soon, so that should be Ooh, fun. All right. So, well, that's all damn. I got. You can find me on Twitter at Travis Lasseter if you want to fuss with me about making fun of uh, women's wrestling and everything Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, it looks like you got a lot going on, um, uh, Jeff. What do you got? Um. 
unlike um travis who is a gentleman and a scholar i am not a man of a thousand gimmicks uh <laughs> i am at jeff m hall one and that's about it i wish i was busy as travis but i'm not unfortunately watching a lot of wrestling sometimes some you don't want to watch but god damn it god damn it man you're not wrong um you can follow us uh you can follow the podcast uh wp pod one on twitter and TikTok, uh, we uh, we have two videos that are over forty thousand views. Oh um, yeah, man, I mean, not bad. Um, but the only copyright strike we have is thanks to Tony Khan, because I put up the video of Dante Martin obliterating his ankle. <laughs> oh, we we got one copyright strike, and it was the finish of Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy from Super Showdown. That was the only one we've got. I guess oh, it showed the finish, shit. but what? whatever. Yeah, that was a oh, random one. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck Tony Khan. He doesn't want the bad stuff of his company to get out, like that stupid house show he had. But Exactly. Know. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, all of the links to all of the places we have the podcast going, you find through our, through our website. Also on twitter which is still wp happy uh, about one if you listen to i i Heart radio we're on that apple spotify wherever you're listening wherever you need to listen we'll make it happen because we're a podcast of the people hell yeah and we don't fucking care about anything um especially women's tag team wrestling um <laughs> also whoa. go ahead I said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> don't let me in there. <laughs> we don't we got one female listener. We need to keep her. Oh, god damn. <laughs> um also, because I'm pulling it up now. Surprised I'm not blocked here yet. Um make sure um June 3rd, 2023. Do not circle your calendars. Do not make sure you are anywhere in the Jacksonville, Florida area. Please do not buy tickets to UEW Reloaded. The only thing that's hey, the only thing that's reloaded is the people that are getting conned into giving Chris Keith more money. Okay, do not give this scumbag piece of shit your time or your hard-earned money. He is going to take your money, and eventually when he is so far deep in into the hole where he can't pay you back, he's going to relocate to another state where hopefully you cannot find him. Okay, do not give this man money. Please, for the love of God. I can tell you two people to give money to right quick. One last thing to plug. Uh, Next Generation Wrestling has a show coming up called Project Violence 3. Uh, the, the no the no ringy bar show uh, 18 and up but uh check them out on facebook at next gen uh wrestling and uh on twitter at next gen tn if you want to get some rest uh tickets to a quality show i didn't even get paid for that plug come on cody the there you go fuck chris keith fuck dave Meltzer, fuck earl hebner we're out <laughs> look Anytime you have such great matches on your card, ad advertised like Double K Chris Keith versus Blackest Jack. 
Um, the ill-begotten versus new nation. And God bless his soul, but Big Con versus Shane fucking Taylor. I wonder how much money he had to steal from even more talent to pay for Shane Taylor to come back. I don't even know, man. I'd, uh, maybe a couple hand jibbers under the table convinced him. Yeah. We're giving him too much airtime. Good Lord. No, I really like to bury him. I want. I. I'm. I'm really waiting for my moment here to just continuously bury him. Um, so, go wait to you get the wait to get the letter saying you're sued. Go to ringless I, ringless aggression May 28th. Don't go to Chris Key's show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do not give this man any more money, please. Thank you, God. Um, that does it for this for this episode um as always thank you so much for listening please like share subscribe uh share with your friends and family and people who generally either like to hear uh people talk about professional wrestling or people that want to support people who talk about professional wrestling um or if you like to hear just two to three grown men rant about stupid shit for two hours uh that's another good reason to support us so Either way you support us, we de- we definitely appreciate um, your time as as you listen to us. And as always, we will see you next time. We'll be talking to you soon on the Wrestling PRS podcast. Uh-huh.